You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's going on? This is Grind Season You Should Know By Now, episode 49 with your boys Jason Smith, Anthony Sane. Uh, I'm one of your two co-hosts here on Grind Season. Make sure when you're looking for Grind Season, I had this pointed out to me the it, it's you will miss it if you are not searching for SZN on season. That's our spice. Mm-hmm. That's our flair. That's Brother Sane's creativity. But I bet it's easily missed if you're searching for grind season in some places. You might not find us. So where can you find us? Well, on the free Odyssey app, of course, or wherever you get your podcast on Spotify. Sane's got us on this live tip here the last few shows, and it's been working pretty well. So we're pretty much just trying to be wherever y'all are at. So appreciate those of you that have supported us this season. Uh, those of you continuing to jump on. And, man, we got a lot to talk about because the Grizzlies are at least one more game back into this series. The work ain't done. They'll have to stave off elimination on Friday. But we can only talk about Friday because of what occurred on Wednesday, 116-99 Grizzlies victory at FedEx Forum in Game 5. Ja Morant, Desmond Bain, both were huge. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about why it looked like, like like that, why things were so much seemingly easier offensively for the Grizzlies, certainly for stretches that game. Uh, saw a new lineup, a lot to discuss there with Sane, really just checking in with him, uh, seeing where, where where our man is at at this point. You know, we were, what, last time coming in here, Sane, um, you know, talking about what was ahead of the Grizzlies, and I mean, it was a down feeling. Uh, still a lot of work to do, but like I said, obviously feel a lot better about it. Then we did real quick. Uh, you guys that don't know, you can follow my brother Anthony Sane at Sane Asylum uh, on Twitter. Uh, he is the true talent here. He is the guru, and um, we'll be going to him a lot for in terms of our three things today. Uh, first off, takes what we thought from Game One, why it worked so well. Uh, secondly, Luke Kennard. This seems like it's going to be a big storyline going into Game Six. His status, he suffered a shoulder stinger in that game, had ice, obviously exited the game, didn't come back. Realized what his presence, although he hit just two threes, he was plus 26 on the plus minus. Uh, Him and that small ball lineup worked against the Lakers. We'll discuss whether or not they're going to be able to use it again on Friday. And then finally, uh, we'll break down a few keys, see what Sains are, see what mine are for Friday night. Uh, Grizzlies have done this before, 2012. They were down 3-1 to the L.A. Clippers and forced a game seven uh, back at home at FedEx Forum. Now, we know what happened that game. They, you know, 82-72 loss, one of the worst Sundays in Memphis sports history. That yeah. said, this is, uh, this is not altogether unfamiliar territory for the Grizzlies. So that's the show for the most part. A lot to discuss. Same first thing. Bain 33-10, and 10, John Morant 31-10. and 10. They were fantastic last night in game five. How? What was the key to it, and how do you keep it going, man? Uh, that definitely was the key to get those two guys going the way they were going uh, in such a big game here at FedEx Forum. Your two uh, 
alpha dogs as far as scoring is concerned. Yeah, Jaron has had stretches where he's been that guy for sure, scoring 30, 40 points in the game, things like that. But the consistent thing that we know for sure is that John Morant and Desmond Bain are your two, you know, uh, you know, big dogs that are coming down to scoring. Those guys are huge, not just scoring, also rebounding. They had 20 rebounds combined, 10 rebounds apiece. Um, just taking advantage of everything the Lakers were giving them, uh, especially Desmond Bain with the mid-range jump shot and getting to the basket. Ja, kudos to John ja Morant. I wish we were passing our seasoning again. I would definitely give him the seasoning today uh, simply because Ja, I ain't going to lie, man. Um, you know, I can be kind of a – I can be kind of up and down as far as my optimism for this team. I take high highs and low lows when it comes down to how I feel about this team. And after game four, yeah, after game four, when Ja had the two consecutive drives where he tried to jump over LeBron James' head and, you know, got the two offensive fouls, I was like, man, these guys, they're about to get up out of here. You know what I mean? If this, if this is still where we are with Ja. But to see him adjust, you know what I mean, in game five mm-hmm. and finish a lot more creatively and efficiently, you know, around the rim, uh, and safely around the rim, you know what right. I mean? Um, yeah, yeah I think that was huge. I think that was huge to see Ja doing that. It feels like momentum is definitely shifted in, in this series. Um, I put a tweet out yesterday, digging into the, the stat nerd world a little bit, Jason Smith. Um, I put out a tweet yesterday saying that ever since that 35 to 9 first quarter in game three, the Grizzlies are now uh, plus 33 in the scoring since ever since then we're up 33 points on the Lakers ever since being down 35 to nine in the first quarter. Um, that's impressive. You know what I mean? That's, that's kind of what you're seeing. They lost, they lost game four, a tough overtime loss yesterday's game. You know, the score kind of got away from the Lakers. I, I, I want to say the momentum is shifted towards the Grizzlies simply because you have John Morant. He's playing great, great basketball. Seems like they found something with the whole Dylan Brooks thing as far as limiting his minutes, you know, and getting uh, 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 Luke Kennard on the floor. A guy the teams have to definitely defend, the guy who's going to be a lot more efficient when he does take shots. I think that all those things matter a lot, and I think that uh, the Grizzlies do have definitely have a chance to win game six in L.A. They haven't looked bad in L.A. other than game three. They look really good in game four. And for most of game three, they look good, you know what I mean, except for that first quarter. So um, I, I'm, I think they're able to do this. And I think that the fact that the Lakers are playing what would be, in essence, three games and five nights, we've seen with this team, even post-trade deadline, even with LeBron James back, we see what this team looks like on, on short days rest. In the beginning of the series, where they had uh, two and three games, two and three days between games. And now they're in a situation where they're playing, like we said, three games and five nights. I think it's going to be a different-looking Lakers team. The Grizzlies have figured out a lot of things that the Lakers are trying to do. Uh, guys like Rui Hachimura seem to be, have, have come down to earth a little bit, and I'm excited to see uh, what's going to happen tomorrow for sure. Um, question here. I, I'm On your momentum point, I'm with you that the Grizzlies picked up some momentum last night in terms of you throw a new wrinkle out there, Lakers clearly weren't prepared for it, and it worked for you. I, I, I would stop short of saying like you've just seized it, though, just, and just saying – because we don't know Luke's status yet. Right, right. Like if I knew that that was something that I knew was going to be there again, and 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 it's listen, he only had to hit two threes for that to loosen yep. up the entire offense. Lakers have got to guard him. I don't care if it's Dylan Brooks, if it's Conchar, even if it's Roddy who had the one decent shooting game, they're not going to respect 
those guys in the same way that to respect contract. So if he, and I believe he's going to go, I mean, you were, you know, he, you know, realizing how potentially important he is to the rest of the series. I think he plays, but listen, you had to win that one. You know, mm -hmm. you, you know, other, and, and, and here, here's the other thing, like the Lakers, you know, all the pressure is on them at this point. And, and, you know, in, in saying so, you know, that it, LeBron James ain't letting this get back to Memphis. Like, that's the way he's got to be approaching this. Right? I don't mm -hmm. know. I, I just feel like I don't I guess I'm just saying I don't know that momentum that the Grizzlies have seized momentum just by winning, uh, keeping the series alive. But I am with you that I'm I'm way more optimistic about it because oh, yeah. of the way it happened, because of the fact that last year this time you were going out to Golden State after a blowout game six win to, you know, game five win to force game six. You didn't have Ja. And you had Bain with a bad back. With the back injury, yep. You 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 literally had no chance. Whereas now you've got these guys coming off of huge games that were made even bigger by Luke Kennard's presence. That's what helped loosen that up. And uh, hopefully, you can keep those three things going. Um, again, if it if it, I think we're on the same page. If it gets back to Memphis on Sunday, we are not going to have the same result that we saw in 2012. Right. Where the Grizzlies ended up losing that game to the Clippers, eighty-two seventy-two. Like if this, that's I, momentum will have been seized if they win Friday night. That's right. Um, I came into this series kind of really down, not kind of really downplaying the Lakers, saying that the Grizzlies have just more talent. And I think the fact that you have these two perimeter star level players, John Moran, who's definitely an NBA star, that's not even debatable, and Desmond Bain, who's you know approaching that level for sure. I think that that's something that the Lakers really don't have an answer for, especially if with, with Taylor Jenkins, who's took him five, four games to realize it. But with Taylor Jenkins making those adjustments with Dylan Brooks, getting him off, you know, the court and not allowing him to take as many shots, it's still wild as hell that Dylan took th 10 three pointers last night. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I think that having, I think that that's a, that's a talent leap, man, to get Jar and Bane unlocked at this point in the series. I think that's a major factor. And I think these guys, and if you want to talk about numbers, as far as being like, you know, with, as far as the spread goes, being an underdog and how we haven't, you know what I mean, uh, beat this beat. We haven't won any of those games. We haven't won in L.A. at all on the road this year. I think some something just has to give, man. And I think um, I can definitely see these guys coming out with a victory in game six for sure. Well, Desmond Banks said it after they lost, well, game four, that they would be, you know, there would be a game seven in Memphis. He looks more right after the game five win, and uh, right now he looks like he's getting stronger and a guy that you can, uh, a guy that you can get behind. He ran out of gas in that overtime in that game four win, but he looked like he was the strongest man on the floor last night. I just yeah. at, a, at a time where we're talking about you know days in between and how much that could hurt the Lakers, the number of minutes played by LeBron, and can he hold up? It feels like for Bain and for Jaws, the thing they're getting stronger. And from Jaws' standpoint, I'm not not even so much physically. It's what you touched on. The willingness to make the adjustment, to see right. that I had it wrong at the, and here's my adjustment. It's a different approach. I'm not going to try to jump. I'm going to I'm going to play smart. Frankly, Taylor Jenkins Jenkins showing finally willing to make the adjustment. I'm taking in this case Kennard over Dylan Brooks. I'm not going to let Dylan Brooks you know kill me, even though Dylan Brooks sure tried. Like the the fact that those adjustments were made gives mm -hmm. me more confidence about about Friday night. Uh, there's no and question. Go ahead, go and ahead. not just Canard uh, over Dylan offensively, but also switching Tillman as LeBron James' primary defender. We came into this series 
talking so much about how Tillman was going to be the guy that guards sure. AD. Dylan guards, you know, LeBron. We get that matchup and LeBron and, and you know, all the, the shit talking that was going on about Dylan and guarding LeBron, all those type of things. Mm-hmm. And now we've seen uh, Tillman draw that assignment now. And we've seen DB kind of guarding AD, I mean, guarding AD a little bit and, you know, different things like that. But I'm I'm excited to see that. I think that um, that Coach Jenkins has definitely made those two adjustments involving Dylan Brooks, and we've seen them be, you know, beneficial to this team uh, yeah. in the last game. The Lakers were not expecting that Tyus Jones, Ja, Luke, Desmond, Jaron Jackson Jr. lineup. And mm-hmm. Taylor Jenkins, in my estimation, was getting out coached in this series. He needed a new wrinkle. And I said that that was that was some obviously that had to happen, something new. But in this case, it paid off. So, you know, that that's that's what you're paid to do, you know, that to, to make those adjustments to you, you can't just keep hitting your head on the wall, not making any like we saw Bootenholzer do uh last night. Oh, I mean, you know, it's fine. At some point, it's on you. So I liked the adjustments that were made, both from the coaching standpoint, obviously we all do, and from the uh, the player standpoint. Right. Uh, really, hopefully, you're hoping, you know, your backcourt can be the difference again against mm-hmm. the because that's what we said coming into the series. And finally, in Game Five, it was like, oh, this is the backcourt that we said the Lakers couldn't yeah. defend. Well, Luca and R being on the floor seem to be a big part of that. We'll 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 touch on that more in a second. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, mm-hmm. Before we do, you're listening to Grind Season uh, on the free Odyssey app. Uh, you can get us on Spotify. You can get us live. Uh, Saints got us innovating always. Appreciate you guys that have hopped on this season so much more than you know. Um, I think this is going. Uh, this is going. Man, Saint was saying getting us the backgrounds and everything else, bro. You done brought you done brought us out of the caves pretty fast. So yeah, man, we ain't playing with y'all out here, man. Hopefully, we'll continue to innovate and grow. Uh, I got and, the Bruce Leroy green glow around me right now, though. Shout out to uh, the Last Dragon. Yeah, it does the look like green technology. Yeah, I got that I don't glow. Have, I don't have the glow because I don't. You gotta get. I mean, you gotta get that green screen. My green screen up. That's why I got yep. that trail. Um, Luke Kennard all of a sudden feels like a pivotal uh, storyline in this series because, mm-hmm. as Saint touched on, as we talked about last night, you saw uh, Luke Kennard play just 18 minutes. Limited because of a shoulder sting that runs into LeBron on the screen, but makes a uh, while he's in Grizzlies uh, led by 26, outscored the Lakers by 26 points. That plus minus jumped off the page at you, and it did right. uh, because of how much better that offense was with him in there. Um, I don't think any of us had expected it to look like that, where sure Jaron at center, but where you got Tyus and Luke out there with John Bain, it's essentially four shooters. Uh, in a way, technically, I mean, I mean, I guess if we're counting, if we're counting uh, Jaron Jackson, in the sense it's four shooters around Ja, kind of opens things up. Things have gotten bogged down because Dylan Brooks continues to brick threes and take shots that uh, that that the Lakers give him, and and in doing so, it, it's packed things in. It's made it easy. Luke's presence alone uh, helped loosen that up because you're talking about the best three point shooter in the league. So. Um, do you think he plays? I got two different opinions, sort of, and, and I want to throw them at you, of two columnists that were in that locker room last night. 
One, Jeff Calkins, who said he wasn't inspired uh, exactly with confidence by the tone that Kennard used about his status and, hey, would you be able to go? Uh, my man Giannato, who I talked to on his show, uh, Jeffrey Giannato uh, on 929, he said he didn't – he just thought, you know, that Kennard was just talking and didn't really put any extra stock in it. Um, shoulder stinger, you know, we're not doctors, but do you think he uh, he plays on Friday? Do you think he's uh, available to go? Yeah, if we're talking about a shoulder stinger and that's it, yeah, I think he's playing. I mean, if nothing else is going on, I think he'll be fine. You got to remember, like you said – Luke didn't make a lot of threes. He didn't even take a lot of threes. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> but if he's out there, I think if it's a pain tolerance thing, he'll be out there, um, you know, even, even if he can't really, you know, take a lot of shots or whatever. And teams are going to defend him just off his reputation, whether he's hurt or not. So I think, um, like you talked, you asked the question, is Jaron Jackson Jr. a shooter? You know what I mean? You threw that out there. And the answer that to me, the answer to that is yes, because teams will defend him like he's a shooter. Yeah. That's really all that matters. Our mm -hmm. guy's going to get out and defend this guy you got out on the wing. Dylan Brooks, they weren't. They were leaving him extremely open. They were guarding him like he was Tony Allen back when he was here. And um, he is playing it to the hand, saying He's playing right into it, yeah. And it's crazy how we talked about with Dylan how, oh, man, Dylan's trying to go LeBron. And both of us were like, nah, that ain't happening. Like, LeBron's going to do what he want to do. But he's the one that they played that right into his hands. You know what I mean? Even when LeBron came over and was like, hey, man, make some shots. That was mind games. <laughs> LeBron said, yeah, man, make some shots. Do your job. And then, you know, then you can then you can come at me, and you saw Dylan go out there and take shots and miss more shots because LeBron knew that's what he was gonna do. Bro, he and says he's gonna take more. LeBron's still winning the mind games. He said last night it's gonna be a game where he hits three or four of them. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's. I definitely do want to see Luke out there instead of Dylan. And this is what frustrates me too. Like when Coach Jenkins basically was sitting on the whole, you know, it was obvious that he was not playing Luke because Luke isn't the best defender. And I get that. And I'll throw another player out who is not as good as a shooter of as Luke Kennard, but D'Angelo Russell, one of the worst defenders in the entire NBA, has been unplayable to the eye. The Grizzlies have been, you know, seeking him in pick and roll actions the entire series. Whoever his man is, they're attacking him. That's been happening the entire series. But He's Coach Darvin Ham knew. I need I, we're down nine. We need some we're down seven. We need some buckets. One, two, three straight threes in a row. Denzel Russell knocks him down because he's a scorer. He he's one of those guys who's not afraid to take big shots. He made three big shots the other night. Sometimes you have to take the sacrifice within the within the flow of the game. You got to find a way for these guys who aren't good defenders to get out there and score. John Moran isn't a good defender. He's on the floor though. You know what I mean? So it's like I, I get it, understand that, but a guy like Luke Kennard can literally change the series. He's almost, he was almost plus 30. I think he was like plus 26 or plus something like that last night. That's why I like yeah. the point early, saying not falling into a, you know, waiting till you're in a hole to use them when yeah. stop become even more critical, but deploying them early. Maybe, maybe and listen, I kind of bucked at it when uh, Jeffrey Wright asked me, but but I'll ask it to you just because the more I think about it, the more I want, and the more I look like, look at Dylan Brooks, and the more I, that I say, is this man even following the game plan? Should they just start him? Should they just start Kennard, or is it a deal where, hey, man, if, if Brooks doesn't make the first one, you can pull him after a couple minutes? Because what you don't want to do, to your point, is way too late. This Lakers storm is coming the first mm -hmm. quarter. Now you need stops and points, and, you you know, you got Kennard and Jai out there, and it's tougher to do that. Should, should they just start Kennard over Dylan at this point? I'm going to tell you what I would do. I would not start Dylan, but I also would not start Luke Kennard. Okay. I would do, I would do a total – 
curveball that the Lakers I'm, may not be expecting. I'm listening to this. What is it? Who? Rod? I would start Santi. Santi. In game, I would start Santi in game six because he's going to yeah. be a matchup problem for somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would put him out there. They kind of got to guard him. He can knock down those threes too. And I just think he could just kind of mix things up a little bit in a way the Lakers may not be ready for. Because you're talking about guys a true seven-footer. If you can get him going in some type of way, I just think – I just say, why not just throw a curveball just to see how the Lakers respond to a third big being on the court, a, a big that's kind of versatile. You I'm all for curveball right now, saying because that curveball right. worked in game five. I like curveball. Right. Especially if it's something that causes – like if AD says, okay, I got to guard one of these dudes. Okay, LeBron says, okay, I'll guard Tillman. Then AD's like, oh, I got to guard either Jaron or Santi. But you got Santi out there at the three-point line. You got Jaron at the three-point line. Now AD's like, oh, shit, well, where did I go? You know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? You could do something like that could happen. But to your to your question, yes, if Luke Kennard is available, I would 100% start him in this game just to switch things up. I would like to see Santi too. That's why I threw it out there. But we all know. Santi played pretty well off the last one. Yeah. And then weirdly, exactly. we, didn't see, we didn't see Rodney. That's what made me think about it. Yeah, that's what made yeah. me think about it. You might want to do some some weird lineups with Santi, get him on the court more, even in the position that's not a natural position. But I would start Luke Luke Kennard uh, over Dylan Brooks. But we know that uh, Coach ain't doing this shit. Nah, you, you know Dylan's going to start, man. And, and it's crazy. It's crazy that, you know, you know he's going to do that. But I'm not mad because I, I I am confident that Coach sees that, um, that Dylan – he saw it. You know, that Dylan sat for most of the third quarter. He came back in the fourth quarter after the Luke Kennard injury. But I think that Coach sees and he knows that, uh, that playing Luke works. Sure. Well, if he didn't see it with his own eyeballs, I'm sure he, he saw the quote from Dylan afterwards. He asked about from our man to Michael Cole from the commercial field about his shooting struggles. Said it's been challenging. I'm used to a certain standard for myself. One of these games, I'm gonna break out for three or four threes and change the game. That tells me this brother still thinks he's individually the difference maker. Gonna come out and take another twelve to two for ten. Be damned. Right. He gonna win game six. I'm not going to let a man like that that's out here on his own, Mad Max and sink me. It's not happening. So, Taylor, you better pull him again tomorrow. Uh, you let Dylan Brooks sink you. and Man, that's on you at this point because Dylan is what he is. He's shown us. That man is playing for the Lakers. Dylan Brooks plays for the Lakers. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm telling you, bro, we joked about this earlier, like, when we were talking about where Dylan's going to end up next year, I don't think he's going to pay for the Grizzlies. I I have the Lakers as a team that Dylan could play for. What guy? What every guy that has been a antagonist to to LeBron James has ended up playing with LeBron. Same thing with Kobe. They remember these type of guys. These irritants. You know what I mean? So I, I would I could totally see you somebody he's playing for the Lakers. I can see him playing for the Lakers for real. Like it's he's the type of guy that that those type of guys covet. You know what I mean? So. When he decided but, uh, to dress like the uh, to like that pimp, remember a couple of weeks ago he came yeah, in yeah, yeah. with the hair down. Yeah, that's when it was over, bro. Yeah, you knew it was over. <laughs> Man came by a shot. Right. Was supposed to be our best defender on the perimeter. Been replaced by Xavier Tillman. We're gonna drive him to the airport. We're gonna do a grind season escort to the airport for Dylan oh. Brooks. It wheels in air. We're gonna it we're gonna have free agency and out of here. Love <laughs> Dylan, and it's with the utmost respect. But bro, you have shown that you are out. Like you out for real. Yeah. So yeah. The, 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 you made kind of ugly and nasty now, man. Because it's like the fan base is just totally against him. 
they were here this this time of year also uh, as far as Dylan. And it's just the numbers just don't lie, man. Like, we're just better when he's not on the court. And then we've seen Tillman do a better job of guarding LeBron. Le- LeBron shot like something like a real bad percentage just overall yesterday. He's ha- he was having a lot of problems with Tillman altogether. And yeah, he hates Tillman Garden. Five of 17, LeBron was. One, he wanted to stay there and shoot his threes. One of, went one of nine from three. You know, just sit and there. If we and get say, out of this series, if we find a way to get out of this series, it may, be, it may look a little different against Steph Curry with Dylan. But, man, we saw D- Dylan acting ass last year and get kicked out of a game, you know what I mean, and get suspended. You know what I mean? So it's going to be tough, man. Um, I'm just excited we're in game six situation. They took care of the business yesterday. Look free, loose doing it. Uh, the game got a little tighter than it needed to be at a certain point in the fourth quarter, but they opened it back up again in the fourth quarter as well. Um, LeBron and them looked tired, man. Them dudes was looking. They're about to turn around after one day's rest and turn around and play another one. So I'm, I'm hoping we can uh, lean into that. But I hope hope Luke Kennard is fine. That's the biggest part, that he's healthy, that he can get out there and go. But I believe if he's able to do that, that we'll be fine for sure. Yep. Uh, you're listening to the Grind Season podcast here. You can get on the free Odyssey app. We are an Odyssey podcast, of course, uh, but you can get us wherever Spotify uh, can get us live. We're on YouTube now. We're everywhere to search for Grind Season with the S Z N on season. We said it Friday night's a big one. Late tip, nine thirty out in La La Land. Same mention it. Uh, Grizzlies zero and five at crypto this year. That includes a road loss to the Clippers. The other four. Uh, two out there in the regular season, obviously, the two in games three and four. Same mention of two. 0-16 as a road underdog this year, mm-hmm. the Memphis Grizzlies. No NBA team the last 30 years has gone winless as a road underdog for a full season. Uh, so the Grizzlies have that trend that they're trying to buck as well on Friday. You look at the line, I think uh, most recently a four-and-a-half point. Lakers are favored by four-and-a-half. So you're talking about trying to do something you hadn't done all season in terms of trying to win as a road underdog. That said – it's just like saying touched on it. I mean, you were in game four with control there about five minutes left. You're up seven. So it's not like you're looking at crypto and saying this is some beast you haven't been able to tame. You've had some bad moments. That first game out there, the Shannon Sharp thing, uh, Desmond Bain getting the, the the ball stolen by Schroeder there late. You know, you have blown leads out there. But uh, I'm saying all that saying to say it's time to, you know, finally put that thing to rest to close one of these out in crypto. If uh, to do that. On Friday night, I mean, we've touched on a lot of the keys, but your biggest key in terms of uh, Friday night, forcing a game seven, trying to get LeBron to uh, even closer to what would be the first time ever him blowing a three-one lead. What? What? Give me, give me a couple of sane keys. Um, the number one key to me, man, is you know LeBron's gonna go hard. You know AD's probably gonna go hard too. You cannot let these other dudes get you. Whether that's Austin Reeves, whether it's that's Rui Hachimura. Right. Who's kind of came back to Irv D'Angelo Russell, who hit those three big three pointers on the night when we were up seven. You can't let those kind of guys, you know what I mean? You can't let those guys go off on you at all. And you've got to make shots. You've got to make multiple three-point shots. Um, you gotta, you know, you gotta create easy offense, get some open shots going. And those once once those things happen, uh, you're gonna be good. Jaron's got to stay out of foul trouble. He's got to be aggressive because if John Bain, you feel confident they're about to break in game six. If yeah. you can get Jaron being super assertive as well, it might be a short night, you know what I mean, for the Lakers. If you can get all three of those guys cooking at the same time. But two of those three for sure have to get going. Um, I think it's going to be a fun game, man. I hate it's a late start again, 
But uh, I think it's going to be a really fun game. Worth staying up for, for uh, you know, middle-aged guys like you and myself. Now, I tell you what, I mean, you talk about quick turnarounds. This one's a quick turnaround for them. And then if you can somehow force that game seven, um, Lakers got to come back here, here, be out there, yeah. what, 12 or 230 or whatever that start's going to be, depending upon the yep. Kings and uh, uh, Golden State and whether that goes to a game seven. But you think about how quick that turnaround would be for yep. them. So that's why it just feels if you can the get to that, of it, I definitely in the Grizzlies' favor. It sure. feels like the series right here to game, yeah. you know, game six. It really does. I know that's the way that LeBron James, Anthony Davis think about. It. Here's what I'm at saying. I almost think as good as that backcourt is for the Grizzlies right now, uh, Jaron Jackson, you know, he's rebounding, he's blocking shots. I almost feel you said it for me. If it's a LeBron 30 point game and an AD 30 point game, I've almost expected at this point they're going to dump out everything they've got. What you cannot have is Austin Reeves having 22 and then, you know, uh, Schroeder and D'Angelo have gotten you two with double digits. That's yeah. the – just keep everybody you, – you cannot let these other guys – and listen, that you know, we ain't, we ain't talking about all-stars here. Like, that's yeah. the other thing about it. They've been depending a ton on these dudes, and they've come through for them for the most part. But Rui is what Rui is. He was shooting 29% as a Laker before this series from three. So, hopefully – and you're not getting two or three other guys having good double-digit games because I think that's the difference. I don't think just a good LeBron and a good AD can beat you by themselves. They need Whether it's Reeves, whether it's Russell for a nine-point stretch, it's been the other guys, their supporting cast, really, that's sort of mm -hmm. been the difference so far. You know, you're, right. we're just now seeing with this point with Kennard and, you know, one from Roddy, you know, got one good performance from Roddy. Like, it's, it's that. It's that their supporting cast hopefully – not being as good as they've been for the series, and that is just up to LeBron AD because LeBron is breaking down, bro. That foot, the body, you can see it. It's wearing on him. Quick turnaround. He's talking about getting as much sleep as he can before six. Um, I don't know. The opportunity is there, and if you get back for here for a seven, it feels like it's going to be a lot different than 2012 when you could yep. only mark 72 yep. against the Clippers. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Don't even remind me of that game. That mess was 82 72. Can you even believe that was a game seven score? Yeah. 72 yeah. points score at home. At home. I forgot that was a game seven because I was I was thinking, have we ever had a game seven? I don't think we have, but I forgot about that series for sure. Yeah. Yeah, on a Sunday, man, it was nasty. They had uh, fallen behind 3-1, 2012. Uh, that will uh, not happen again. Again, can't get to seven without winning six. Hopefully, yeah. we're gonna be back here not breaking down the season that was come next week, saying Monday or whatever. Mm -hmm. What we're going to be doing is breaking down Grizzlies one. Warriors game one. Yeah. There'll be a hell of an episode of 50 for sure. If we can come yeah. in next week, our 50th episode of grind season is getting out of the first round, getting ready for the Warriors or, uh, or uh, the Kings. You remember how distant that felt just a short time ago when we were saying we were jealous of the Kings wanting to be the team to yeah they about to, to get that out right. the and then we were like man well hell we ain't even gonna get past the Lakers but we were like Golden State was like impossible we're gonna be the team yeah. and oh, now no. what's crazy is this, might this be right back in front of you yeah and what's crazy is a couple weeks ago I was like man Miami is about to blow this up remember I said that on Twitter <laughs> like Miami he's about to blow this whole roster who y'all want on this roster I did I thought he he called was gone. Them dudes Jimmy are really – they, they really almost got a path to get to the conference finals. I wouldn't be surprised if they got past the Knicks. I mean, for real. Yeah. It's gonna be, that's going to be a super fun old-school war series too, man. That's gonna be oh, cool. real quick, just a predict, before we get off, uh, Budenholzer, stay or go? Keep or no? 
Somebody said got a role for that for losing to the eight, the shorthanded eight seed. Hey, yeah, that's record. Speaking of pillaging off somebody's roster, if if the I hope they do break that thing up because I would love to, to 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 get my hands on a couple pieces over there in Milwaukee for sure. So I think Budenholzer is out. I think they're gonna let him go. Um, I think I, only reason why I say I don't, I think that uh, Giannis has a little uh, 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 freak GM in him too. I can't say uh, little GM or little GM like LeBron, but I think he's got a little freak GM in him too. So I think he kind of makes that call. I think he, I don't think he's down for that. I think he's just, he's one of those guys, that seems like he kind of wants to keep things together. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, I don't I, if it were me, I would get rid of him because I don't think he's that good of a coach. But, I, and I won't get into what that leads me to, but I, I'm not going to talk about who comes from his coaching tree. But uh, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think Bud's that good of a coach. But uh, hey, our, our guy made some adjustments last night. Fine. Yeah, I ain't seen Bud making an adjustment ever. Nah, that's always been the knock on him. Yeah, always. He didn't make any in this series, man. Let let a one man Jimmy Butler team beat him. Last night, Taylor Jenkins was like, "I'm letting Bud down, but I'm gonna do this. <laughs> I know I'm letting Bud down. I'm making these changes. Yeah. <laughs> Bud a six red eyed ass. Yeah. <laughs> I red as a motherfucker last night, boy. Yeah, he look and he and he looks sad, man. I, I Giannis didn't help him going ten to twenty three from the free throw line, bro. Mm -hmm. I've never yeah. seen a superstar be that bad at the free throw line. Anyway, that's their problem. The Bucks issues. We've got our own. Starts with Game Six uh, tomorrow night, nine thirty. We're all excited about it. again. Grizzlies four and a half one underdogs for the first time this season. Gonna win as a road underdog. We're predicting it right now. Hopefully, getting it back here for a Game Seven on Sunday. That's tonight's episode. Same set at 49. Next one will be around 50. And uh, hopefully we'll be talking about round two. Yep. Either way, we're talking about the next – what's next? We're talking about the next round? Next next one You're right. Same <laughs> is right about that. But, uh, well, appreciate you guys for, for joining us. Uh, again, we'd be remiss not to uh, tell our producer, uh, executive producer Drew Barrett, how appreciative we are of him. So wouldn't be appreciate able to get it done without him. Uh, for my man, Anthony Sane, the true talent here, I am Jason Smith. Stay on your grind and win game six. Big Memphis.